Welcome to Cinema Chop Shop. Watch. Chop. Retrofit. Dearest Penelope, I am writing to you to let you know how forlorn I am to have not felt your womanly touch in so long. It's lonely out in space, especially as a miner here on the asteroid belt. Sometimes we have to get creative. But this is not a future correspondence. Welcome to Season 9, Episode 12 of Cinema Chop Shop. This is a movie podcast that concedes that remakes are going to happen, so why shouldn't movie buffs... Like us. ...decide who is recast in those iconic roles? My name is... Travin 1010. Yes. A.K.A. Lady and the Trav. Lady and the Trav. A.K.A. Travis Coates. Now tell me, explain that one. Oh, Travis Coates from Old Yeller? Yes. That's who I'm named after. Your namesake. Yes. <laughs> Shout out to Mama. And I am joined here in the doghouse, as always, by my co-host and co-producer, Best in Sean, <laughs> a.k.a. 101 Dalmatians, a.k.a. Where the Red Sean Grows. <laughs> nice. And also, as always, Chop Shop Regulator is here, Chelsea and the Tramp, <laughs> a.k.a. Hotel for Dogs, a.k.a. Beverly Hills Chihuahua. <laughs> <laughs> and we have another special guest. Sugar is in the house. She's somewhere. She's back there. Uh, exploring. She's uh, rounding the corner. Uh, She's patrolling the, the, the perimeter. Yeah. The dozen roses there in the box. And uh, she is the matriarch of the Pekingese army. And she is so happy to be here. We will post a picture of she and I on our Instagram. All right, so uh, further description of the show. The tagline says, watch Chop Retrofit, because essentially that's what we do here. We watch older movies, sometimes classic films with iconic actors, and then we retrofit them by tweaking the design with new parts. Quick disclaimer, we're not actually in favor of the remake, reboot, sequel-dependent cinematic culture. You want a treat? Do a new trick. This is more of an exercise in satire and irony. We try to be funny. And sometimes we're a good boy. Yes, you are a good boy. And good girl. Yes. <laughs> All right. That brings us to our first segment, which is going to be movie news. And we do start it off with one RIP this week. And it's going to be rest in peace and rest in power to Jackie Mason. One of the last of the Borscht Belt comedians has died at 93. He embraced Jewish themes and political incorrectness achieving a national profile through a series of successful one-man shows on Broadway, as well as appearing in films such as Caddyshack and The Jerk. And that comes to us from NBC News. Now, Sean, you have mixed feelings about Jackie Mason. What? In, give us a critique. He was in Caddyshack 2. Actually. Caddyshack 2. He reprised... Uh... I, that's what I said. He was in The Jerk and Caddyshack 2. Oh, I see. You're, I think the tape will say otherwise. Yes. So, uh, he, what was your problem with him? I just, you know, he, he's kind of like Don Rickles and in that, yeah. you know, insult comedy. And out of all of the Borscht Belt comics, yeah. he's probably my least favorite. I have a question for uh, Dana. Is the word scram Yiddish? Scram. 
Is that Yiddish? I just want to know. Inquiring minds want to know. So once again, rest in peace and rest in power to Jackie Mason. Moving it along, Zoe Deutsch and Haley Lou Richardson have been cast in the upcoming Batgirl standalone movie. No? Which one of them got it? They were being considered. They were being considered the for the role. So some it's the girl from In the Heights. In the Heights star Leslie Grace and Five Feet Apart actress Haley Lou Richardson are emerging as top contenders to play the role of Barbara Gordon in Batgirl, an upcoming HBO Max superhero film. Testing for the role has already started. Isabella Merced, yeah, who has appeared in Sicario, Day of the Soldado, and Dora, The Lost City of Gold, and Zoe Deutsch, the star of Zombieland Double Tap and Why Him, have already tested and will test for the role. Now, you have a follow-up? Yeah, I think it went to the girl from In the Heights. I'm pretty sure it did. The role of... Uh, Barbara Gordon. Batgirl. And yeah. Barbara Gordon is Batgirl? Yes. Okay, thank you. Thank you for um, allowing my ignorance. <laughs> <laughs> Next up, YouTuber Shamook, who improved upon Skywalker deepfake in The Mandalorian, has been hired by Lucasfilm's ILM. And for noobs, that's Industrial Lights and Magic. And that was reported to us by IndieWire. Can you flesh that out a little bit, Sean? Well, the guy just didn't like the Luke Skywalker age regression that Uh appeared in that finale. Spoilers, sorry, if you're whatever. Way behind. And so he did a better job. And I'm excited because I've seen people do better work and throw their stuff out on YouTube or wherever. And finally, you know, ILM and Lucasfilm said, you know what? We need people who improve and push, and they hired him. Absolutely. Uh, and that's a great Star Wars story for us. Uh, speaking of ILM, quote, Mad God trailer, VFX legend Phil Tippett has made a stop-motion sci-fi horror movie. Yes. And you watched the trailer for this. Oh, my God. Does it remind you of, like, an old Tool video? It kind of reminds me of a Tool video, but even better. Okay. Yeah, Phil Tippett, of course, was just the god of ILM okay. and all of the great practical effects of Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back uh, all that stop motion and miniature work he's he has no reason to do this the guy is a legend but I guess when you got an itch you want to scratch it he's putting out this film and it looks like a, just a complete head trip alright next up Bob Odenkirk Bobby O hospitalized after collapsing on the set of Better Call Saul and Chelsea, do we have a update on that story? Yeah, finally. I was checking Twitter frantically. He is okay. I don't know if he's out of the hospital, but he did report that he had uh, a minor heart attack. Okay, a minor uh, coronary event. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, um, myocardial best... infraction. Okay. Best wishes to Bob Odenkirk and a speedy recovery to him. And next, we've got Sam Rockwell, Sammy Rocks. Aquafina and Anthony Ramos are to star in DreamWorks Animation's The Bad Guys. Have you heard about this? I uh, don't think so. Chelsea? Any? No. All right, so it's a, apparently a project that's upcoming for DreamWorks. Oscar winner Sam Rockwell, Crazy Rich Asians actor Aquafina, In the Heights star Anthony Ramos, and Mark Marin of Netflix's Glow will lead the voice <laughs> cast. Rounding out the call sheet are Craig Robinson, Zazie Beetz, former late-night host Lily Singh, Alex Borstein, and Richard Ayode. And that comes to us from Variety.com. What a cast. Next up, 
John Cena thinks it's inevitable that he will battle Dwayne The Rock Johnson either in a DC Universe movie or a Fast and Furious movie. So while promoting both The Suicide Squad and his upcoming Peacemaker spinoff series for HBO, Cena talked to Comic Book Review and the conversation turned to his thoughts on reuniting with that certain other wrestling star turned action hero. That comes to us from SlashFilm.com. Finally, the final story is kind of a stinker, Sean. I think you sent this to me with a puke emoji. Uh, the new Predator movie. The new Predator movie. Why? And We need it like we need a hole in our head. Uh, we'll follow the first Predator who came to Earth. I swear to God, if they call it Predator Origins, I'm going to self-emoliate myself. <laughs> and that comes to us from SlashFilm.com. That's going to wrap us up on movie news for this week. Do you guys hear a dog whistle? That must mean it's time for the Department of Corrections Department with Chief Corrections Officer Dana. Hola, chop shoppers. The co-authors of She Said are Jody Cantor and Megan Tui, not Tuohy. The Annie reboot was in 2014 and it starred... Quavenjane Wallace. My grandparents went to see Porky's in the theater without knowing what it was about. I don't know what they thought they were going to see, but ha! Good times. That's it. Thanks for the shout out, Travo. All right. Thank you, Dana, for that so much. Uh, we appreciate it. And I think that your parents were probably trying to go see the well documented Porky Pig feature film. That's going to close the dog doors on the Department of Corrections Department for this week. And before we move it along, we do want to address uh, the Mastiff in the room. Uh, the AC is running here in the Chop Shop. Yes. Um, the AC stands for all canines. Um, no, it is actually like upper 90s here in South Carolina today. Uh, we're, we're tapering off a little bit as we get into the evening, but it's one of the hottest days so far in 2021. And so we decided that uh, we're going to sacrifice just a little bit of audio quality for our actual like... Our comfort? Physical well-being. <laughs> I don't think comfort's yeah, even the right? issue. Yeah, I, I don't want to short out this microphone with sweat just slinging <laughs> off of me. <laughs> All right, so that's going to move us along to the theme of the episode. I'm a dog. I'm a dog. I'm a dog. Who let the dogs out? Wow, you're doing the whole montage. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, as it were. So, because we are, as aforementioned, in the dog days of summer and because we're pretty sure as far as we can tell we've never done this topic before nope we've, we've definitely talked about dogs but today we're doing a full-on dogs movies episode are you guys excited i'm yes. so excited man and woman's best friend yes and non-binary folks yes we mentioned that my dog sugary the matriarch of the pekinese army is here she's still exploring Hopefully not marking her territory anymore. I don't know how she would have anything left. You have a dog, Sean. Well, one of my one of my dogs is patrolling the yard outside and yes. periodically barking because he hates you. You're the man now, dog. 
Uh, all right, so that being said, let's go ahead and move it into our next segment, which is the Midnight Double Feature. And this is where we go around the panel and we each talk about two movies that we have pre-selected that we feel are within the theme of our episode and have some sort of relationship to each other. And we present them to the rest of the panel. Does that sound all right? Yeah. yeah. And Chelsea, would you like to go first with your double feature? Yeah, my double feature is... I guess a little bit of a bummer because you hear dog movies, you think, you know, kids movies, something that's going to make you feel happy and uplifting. Wow, I have two wow, that, wow, yippee-yo, yippee-yay. I have two that don't really fit that bill. So the first one is uh, from 2008. It's called Wendy and Lucy, and it st- uh, stars Michelle Williams. Is this the gender-flipped Milo and Otis? No. Um, Michelle Williams plays a girl who's sort of down on her luck. Okay. Her car breaks down, gets towed. She has to get it out. Michelle Williams from Dawson's Creek or Michelle Williams from Destiny's Child? Um, from Dawson's Creek. Anyway, she gets her car out and realizes that her dog is missing. So she's trying to kind of put her life back together, looking for her dog, realizes that the dog has been caught, taken to the pound, and rehomed. And she goes to, like, check on the dog, and it's very happy. Mm. And she just kind of lets it be because her life is sort of a mess, and that dog deserves all the love. That dog deserves better than Pound Town. And, that, and that's a Kelly Reichert movie. And it, it it's a really beautiful movie. Kelly Reichert, director of First Cow. Yes. Oh, I like First Cow. I was just thinking about that movie the other day. And also uh, how a lot of our favorite movies in the past, like, couple years have had to deal with animals in the title. Like, First Cow pig and the peanut butter falcon and cats <laughs> and yeah of course cats for the uh digital buttholes all right so i'm pairing that with 2014's white god this is a movie from the netherlands it's about a a girl like a 13 year old girl who spends like three months with her dad and she brings her dog i guess in the netherlands you can only have purebred dogs Really? Or otherwise, there's like a tax, a penalty. Yeah, they're pretty not okay with that. Um, Anyways, the dad kind of gets pissed off at the dog and like throws it out. Into the canal? No, just like out on the streets. Okay. Dog meets up with this like other dog gang and uh, they... they fucking fight back to the humans that were shitty to them. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. So it's a dog vengeance movie. It is. Uh, Yeah. Dog the Bounty Hunter. You talk about a dog army. All right. It's so sad. It's so beautifully shot. Uh Uh-huh. And then the first thing that pops on the screen when you when you turn this on is a little disclaimer that talks about how all these untrained dogs were rescues and all of them were rehomed once filming finished. What year was this? 2014. 2014. That is awesome. Yeah. That's beautiful. I uh, I talked to my lovely wife, Michelle. Drink. About this today. And um, when eventually we get another dog, uh, when the Rainbow Bridge Clause has been invoked, um, I would like to get a rescue and I would like it to be a mutt. But I want it to be a mutt that's like a girl and a good-looking girl that likes to go camping. That's all I and 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 I promise to pay half of the expenses for said animal. Okay. Yep. All right. It's documented now. On tape. On to you, Sean, <laughs> for your double feature. Well, you know, I struggled with this because I 
this was kind of this was my idea to do the episode. I really wanted to do like the the Benji, the Lassie, the mm-hmm. Ten Ten type film. I thought about Benji, but the more I thought about it, I said, let's go and do some familiar films that don't immediately come to mind, except for one. We're gonna do horror movies with dogs. Yes, and the first, of course, is 1983's Cujo. Cujo, uh, based on the novel by Stephen King. Directed by Louis Teague, who also directed uh, Jewel of the Nile. Oh. Call back to a recent episode. He also directed Death Race 2000. Spoiler alert. The the trivia question at the end of today's episode is about the movie The Jewel of the Nile. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> uh, this stars Dee Wallace, of course, yes. the mom from E.T. Uh, she plays a uh, suburban housewife whose life's in turmoil after her husband learns about she learns that she's having an affair. And uh, her son, uh, his only companion, is a St. Bernard named Cujo, who gets bitten by a bat and gets rabies. Uh, I was disappointed that Cujo didn't make a cameo in Pet Cemetery. Yeah, yeah. And I thought about Pet Cemetery as my mm-hmm. follow-up. But of course, Cujo has that really just claustrophobic ending where they're trapped in the car, and he's coming at him from all sides, and uh, you know, D. Wallace has to kind of get up the courage to take this dog on physically. I heard that bat gave him coronavirus. <laughs> uh, so I'm pairing this with 1982's The Thing. Oh yeah. A movie that oh, comes yeah. up on the show quite a bit. Tell me the dog's name in that again. Um, I don't remember. Oh, Jed. Jed. Jed is yes. the name of the dog. Uh, this of course comes from the Scandinavian camp and it's already been infected and it's just kind of wandering loose mm-hmm. and gets into the North American camp and that's where all their troubles start with the whole uh, thing, and uh, later becomes a, uh, a, a, a they, they put it in a kennel. It you know attacks the kennel owner, the kennel master, I guess you'd call it, and then of course it spews its bile onto the other dog, and eventually becomes like this three dog, three dog night special effects monstrosity. But uh, of course, central to the plot of the film yes. is this this dog in particular so those are my that's my double feature horror Hell movie yeah, dogs dude. i think that so far all of these movies that we're pairing together have come from the same litter all right so my double feature is going to be a couple of uh kind of childhood movies uh the first one came out when i was six years old and it's called the adventures of milo and otis have you guys seen this? Yes. All right. So I think so. Yes. I did not know it was a Japanese movie, and I had only seen the American version. Oh. So it's actually a Japanese film. It was directed by uh, Masanori Hata and narrated by Dudley Moore in the English voiceover version. It's got an 80% on Rotten Tomatoes. The film opens in 1986 on Nippon Farm. Nippon means Japan. Uh, with a cat named Moth Ari, who has given birth to kittens. One of these kittens is named Milo, which literally means brown sugar, and Chatran in the Japanese version, and has a habit of being too curious and getting himself into trouble. He finds a pug puppy named Otis, or Puski in the Japanese version, and they soon become friends. When Milo is hiding inside a box of a box floating on the river, it breaks loose and he accidentally drifts downstream. Otis runs after Milo, who himself goes on many adventures, escaping one obstacle after another. All right, so I'm going to pair that with a movie from 1993 and Confession. Confession time. Chop Shop, I Have Sinned. This movie is a remake. 
Oh. Uh, so it's a remake of the movie The Incredible Journey from either the late 60s or 70s. But this one's called Homeward Bound, The Incredible Journey. And it's from 1993. It was directed by Dwayne Dunham. It's got an 87% on Rotten Tomatoes. Before the Seavers leave for a family vacation to San Francisco, they drop off their pets. Chance, voiced by Michael J. Fox, an adventurous American bulldog. Shadow, voiced by Don Amici, a wise golden retriever. And Sassy, voiced by Sally Field, a cautious cat at a friend's ranch. But when the animals start to worry that they've been left for good, the three embark on a treacherous and thrilling journey to find their way back uh, through the California wilderness. Have you guys seen this one? No. Yes. Yes? Mm -hmm. Uh, Michael J. Fox is hilarious as the voice of the American Bulldog Chance. Chance. And Sally Field, um, her her voiceover for the cat, uh, I liked it. I I really, really liked it. (laughs) I see what you did there. So that's going to be my double feature today. And it's a it's a pairing of camaraderie between dogs and cats, which is what you will find at Maison du Brique, the uh, Allen household. Without further ado, it's time to bring it to the feature segment, the recast. And this is where we take a predetermined film that we have all seen and we talk about it a little bit and then we hypothetically recast a few of the main roles with contemporary actors who are being very good very good (laughs) yes you are good the first movie i had never even heard of sean good this was on your list of suggestions yes it's called chomps yes but chomps is an acronym yes uh, it was one of my trivia questions that you guys dipped out too early to hear. Nice. What does CHOMPS, C-H-O-M-P-S, stand for? Canine Home Protection System. Absolutely. And this is from 1979. It was directed by Don Chafee. Chafee? Chaffee. Chaffee. And he's got a 29, or he, this movie has a 29% on Rotten Tomatoes. He probably does too. <laughs> a teenage genius played by Wesley Ure invents a robot watchdog to bail out his girlfriend's father. Uh, the girlfriend is played by Valerie Bertinelli, and the father is played by Conrad Bain, who is a home security uh, entrepreneur. So what else? What else do the Chop Shoppers need to know about this movie, Sean? This film was produced by Hanna-Barbera. Which is why it has such a cartoonish soundtrack. So this is essentially Hanna-Barbera's attempt to do a Disney live-action feature. Yes. So it has all of the same kind of earmarks that you would expect from a Disney film of that era. Uh, You know, madcap, caper, comedy type elements. Uh, You've got really dumb uh, criminals, one of which is played by Red Buttons. Oh, really? Legendary comic actor. Um, And so, yeah, uh, Jim Backus is in this uh, from Gilligan's Island. Okay. He's in it as a uh, a wealthy (laughs) social elite. His last name means he likes to drink wine. Oh, I got you. Yes, yes, that's true. So yeah, uh, you've got this young inventor who invents a dog and uh, that looks just like his dog, who is actually incidentally played by Benji. Oh, the same dog that played Benji? The celebrity dog Benji is his Wait, yeah. you mean Benji's real name was Benji? Benji, yeah. No shit. Yes, he plays uh, their dog. I can't remember what the name of the character dog was, but Chomps is the robotic version that uh, responds to voice commands and they're all done by 
numeric things, you know, uh-huh. chomps, 86, which means stop. Uh-huh. And I texted you yes. with a hot girlfriend like Valerie Bertinelli. I wonder what chomps 69 does. Uh-huh. It's, so, it's kind of chafy. Yeah. It's a silly concept, but uh, I thought it was a charming movie. It was one of the early films I saw as a child in the movie theater. Um, and I still remember to this day, it was the first film I saw where the curtain accidentally went down during the film. Oh, really? And the film was projected on the curtain, and then they had to pull it back up. So That's hilarious. A little odd memory. I still and they don't even do that anymore. They don't even pull back the curtains anymore. They should, though. They should, at the very least, do it digitally. I like, I like the curtains. Chelsea, what were your thoughts on Chomps? I thought I had seen this movie, and then I started watching it, and I was like, no, I don't think I've ever seen this. I didn't really like it. <laughs> okay, fair enough, and I'm um, sure you'll elaborate. I thought it was... Very silly, but uh-huh. fun. I didn't uh, have fun. I think it deserves its 29, 26 rating. Right, 29. I, I think it's accurate. I mean, if you're a kid, you'll like it. If you're an adult, you're like, this is just stupid. Yeah, like me. Yeah. A kid like you. Let's go through the roles that we're going to recast. First, we've got Brian Foster, the teenage genius, who was played by 28-year-old Wesley Year. Then we've got his girlfriend, Casey Norton, played by Valerie Bertinelli, who was 19 at the time. Yes, Nine-year age difference there. And then finally, we've got Ralph Norton, which somehow I can't read that character name without thinking of the Honeymooners. Uh Played by Conrad Bain, who was 56 at the time. And people would know Conrad Bain as being... The dad from Different Strokes. The dad from Different Strokes. Not Webster, Different Strokes. Yes. Chelsea, who is going to be your Brian Foster? So he's kind of this like geeky, lovable dude right kind of so yeah. i needed i needed my actor to embrace the the geekiness mm-hmm. i went with an actor who was in charlie and the chocolate factory finding neverland bates motel and yeah. now he's on the good doctor i went with freddie highmore freddie highmore highmore yes uh was he the master of bates motel <laughs> that's a good pick chelsea i like it over to you sean my actor's 44 years old. Oh, Jesus. He can be seen in such films as... Wait, 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 44? Yeah. Okay. He can be seen in such films as Up in the Air. Yep. This is the End. Mm-hmm. Pineapple Express. Yep. Vice Principals. Yes. And The Righteous Gemstones. I want <laughs> Danny McBride. You motherfucker. <laughs> Did you? No, I just think that's fucking hilarious. Well, there's a reason for it. <laughs> all right, all right. Cool. Well, I kind of went the same direction that you went, um, geeky but lovable, mm-hmm. Chelsea. And so I went with an actor who is 27 now. He's been in a couple of movies, or well, at least one that I've got here called Looks That Kill. He's also in a TV show or movie called Brain Dead, And you would know him from the TV show 13 Reasons Why. His name is Brandon Flynn. And in 13 Reasons Why, his hair was bleached out. Yeah. He was the friend of the girls whose hair was bleached out. Yeah, he's my pick, Brandon Flynn. Next up, we've got Valerie Bertinelli. And Sean, for us youngsters, what else would we know Valerie Bertinelli from? From fucking Eddie Van Halen. Wasn't she in Designing Women? And she was in One Day at a Time. One Day at a Time. Who am I thinking of? I don't know. But yeah, she was Eddie Van Halen's squeeze. Okay, fair enough. And she played Casey Norton, who was uh, the girlfriend of Brian Foster. And Chelsea, who's your pick for Casey? 
my actress is adorable like she was she is in stranger things yes god yes Mm -hmm. velvet buzzsaw i went with natalia dyer she's great that's awesome that's a good pick yes god yes i love Uh, that movie does the dyslexic agnostic insomniac stay up all night wondering if there is a dog Jesus. Uh, Sean, over to you. Uh, My actress is 23 years old. She has had roles on Modern Family, the film Initiation. She's going to be in the reboot of Head of the Class. Oh, really? Unnecessary reboot. And um, she was also in the reboot of One Day at a Time. Her name is Isabella Gomez. Isabella Gomez. Oh. All right, I'm I'm glad you didn't pick my actress, which I'm very proud of. She is 18 years old now. She was in The Fallout, Yesterday, and The Babysitter Killer Queen. Her name is Jenna Ortega. Jenna Ortega is my pick for Casey. I like that we both went the Latina route. Yeah, Latin X. I think that that. It's kind of, I mean, Valerie Bertinelli, maybe that's Italian. It's Italian. It's but definitely I, rom- Southern California. romantic. It's Southern California appropriate. All right, we will take it. Next up, we've got our final role for this movie, and it is the role of Norton. Uh, who's Ralph Cramden? That is uh, Jackie Gleason's character. So Ralph Cramden and Norton are two characters from The Honeymooners. Yes. So they had to have done this on purpose. Probably. All right, so Ralph Norton is played by Conrad Bain, who was 56 at the time. And Chelsea, what were you thinking about for this one? This just felt appropriate, so I recast John Wick himself, Keanu Reeves. Hell yeah, that will come back around later. Awesome. Nice. Over to you, Sean. Um, I went with a 70-year-old actor, so I'm kind of treating him as the grandfather of the uh, Casey Norton character. Mm -hmm. Um, You will know him from Memento. Spaceballs. Yeah. Memento, a single white female. Groundhog Day. He had his whole episode dedicated to him. I went Stephen Tobolowsky. Tobo, the great ST. Before we move on to your pick, I'm going to elaborate. Okay. Stephen Tobolowsky was also on the One Day at a Time reboot. Ah. That's because there hasn't been a different Strokes reboot. However, Danny McBride was the character Will in the Land of the Lost movie Uh with Will Ferrell. Which uh, Wesley Ewer played the character Will in the original the Land original of the Land of the Lost TV series. Dude, you went deep. You're welcome, America. All right. Well, apparently it's not going to be that much later, Chelsea, because I'm I'm already on the connection right here. Um, my Ralph Norton is 56 now. He was in Grand Piano. He directed the documentary Zappa, and he was in the Bill and Ted series. His name is Alex Winter. Nice. Alex Winter. We nice. picked Bill and Ted, bro. That's amazing. <laughs> That's awesome. Party on, YouTube. Yes. Good for us. Uh, all right. So, final thoughts on Chomps. If you've got a kid, watch it if you can find it. It's on YouTube for free. And, and it's family friendly. It's yeah. rated yeah. There is one uh, ass. They say ass one time. The, I think. the, the, the bad dog yeah. is, is like a foul mouth yes. bastard. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, outside of that, if you've got a kid and you need something new to watch. Uh Free on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, with that, we need to head into intermission. But not before we say, 
Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby and get ourselves some milk bones and pig ears. It's bacon! Oh, Jesus. It's not just for dogs anymore. And for those of you just tuning in, you're listening to the Chop Shop Morning Zoo on WCCS 85.5 FM, The Shop, with Travisito, the brew boss, and me, Chelsea, the regulator, where we'll be breaking down the recast of your precious childhood movies. All All morning morning long! (laughs) And if you can't listen on your toilet or in your car, just search for Cinema Chop Shop on podbean.com. And it came to pass that the Lord Pod saith unto the chop shoppers to go forth, to rate, to review, and to subscribe to Cinema Chop Shop on all of your social media and your podcaster apps. Now it's about time for the holy sacrament of a beer check-in. You too can follow the path to Cinema Chop Shop on Untapped. That's U-N-T-A-P-P-D. Everyone, Hallelujah! Praise Jesus! Amen. Well, hello there, all you naughty chop shoppers. So, you like to listen? Oh, you're bad. Wouldn't you also love to see all of our hot pictures and posts on our very own social media? Just search for Cinema Chop Shop on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you think you can handle it. This weekend on CCS Wrestling. Woo! If you miss this event, you suck. Woo! It'll be the ultimate recasting extravaganza you have ever seen. Between the challenger, Trontastic Ron. I'm gonna rip his face off. Woo! And the defending champ, Little Thanos. You ain't got nothing, brother. I can't stop saying woo! It's an actual medical condition. So if you've got a problem with that, we'll see you in Gmail, where you can send us comments, corrections, concerns, and complaints. That's cinemachopshop at gmail.com. Do you need a used movie? Good credit, bad credit, no credit, no problem. Come on down to Wacky Trav's Cinema Chop Shop Blowout Sale. He's He's out out of of his mind. mind. Where we can guarantee you, you'll go home happy. Social security number, criminal background check, and blood sample required. Side effects may include euphoria, hallucinations, and delusions of grandeur. So please remember to watch Watch Chop Retrofit. Welcome back, Chop Shoppers. Thank you for bearing with us during intermission. Um, Some of us peed in the yard like a good dog. And when we come back from intermission, Sean, what do we like to do? Beer check-ins. And what do we have today? All right, we got a couple of on-theme beers. I picked up Lagunitas Daytime IPA. Daytime IPA, and it is appropriate because of the... The logo, right? Yeah, yeah. There's a dog on every single one of their uh, logos. And it's a like an American bulldog. Something like that, yeah. This uh, is a, uh, go ahead. This is a 4% beer, um, 98 calorie, three carb IPA. So it's a light, easy, crushable drinking beer, which reminds me, Seminar Brewing 
has a new beer that's coming out soon. It's not on tap yet because I checked just today. It got tapped while we were recording. Really? Yep. It's the uh, a light beer that actually tastes like something. And this is your inspiration beer. Well, I didn't develop it or I just named the fucking thing. There you go. But I wanted a light IPA and by God, our brewing crew, they did it. So we should also mention that uh, Lagunitas is out of Petaluma, California, which is the hometown of one of our peers, Karen Kilgariff oh. from My Favorite Murder. I can deal with this. This, of course, being a California style, so there's no haze. It's crystal clear. Crystal clear, more piney than fruity hops. Yep. But it is a sessionable IPA. Oh, so yeah. We're not going to get um, blotto off of that. No. All right. Chelsea, did you try it? Yes, I did. Okay, and thoughts? I like I liked it. Yeah, it's I mean it's real real easy going, right? It's it's great on this ninety nine degree day. It's a very well behaved dog. That being said, we're gonna go into our next segment, which is the twenty twenty one movie marathon. I've already resigned myself to the fact that I'm not gonna catch up with you guys, but I also assure you, right here and now, so let it be written, so let it be done, I will reach 365 movies by New Year's Eve or die trying. <laughs> As of this recording, it is the 211th day of the year and I'm on number 196. 249. 284. Yowza. Alright, so Chelsea, give us your first check-in. My first check-in is from 2021. It's a documentary. It's called Woodstock 99. Uh-huh. Peace, Love, and Rage. Yes. Uh, So I did not attend because I was only 19, but I do remember all of the news coverage and kerfuffle. uh, Yes, the kerfuffle, uh, the Kurt Loader. um, So basically it was the opposite of what the original Woodstock was supposed to be. Oh, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I don't have any illusions that the original Woodstock was without incident. It surely was. Don't eat the brown acid. But something about the anticipation of the millennium and the Gen Xers and this pent up frustration with the situation. uh, Yeah, that and a very anti establishment mm -hmm. kind of sentiment, anti corporate rock. It was any kind of authority figures. It was less um, peace and love and more burn it down. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it happened. Yeah. Chelsea? Yeah, I agree with all of that. Thank you. Thank you for explaining it for me. <laughs> I, I did not mean to fansplain. Oh, no, you're, we call that Travsplaining. Travsplaining. <laughs> you're fine. All right, over to you, Sean, your first check-in. Okay, uh, I'm going to address the pig in the room and talk about pig. Pig! I mentioned it as my shout-out last week during uh-huh. the watch party. Uh, this, of course, is Nicolas Cage's evidence that he can act when he wants to mm-hmm. uh, it's a great movie it's one of my favorites of the year so I think far. I think that it's probably going to be on some lists yeah yeah um, Alex Wolf who we know from hereditary yep. co-stars as the young uh, young buck young truffle supplier mm-hmm. to Portland Oregon and of course for anybody who hasn't seen it we don't want to give away too much but Nicolas Cage is a seemingly reclusive outdoorsman Former Mm-mm. world, no, that's a spoiler. Yeah, okay. I thought that I thought we could we'll, spoil we'll, it. Now. We'll get the setup. We'll get the first all right. Five so I minutes. just have one question. Yeah, considering what we know about his former occupation, 
how is he also the king of the hobos? <laughs> well, it is Portland. That's and I, true. And I did say in my review, and this isn't giving anything, anything away, but only in Portland can a guy walk, walk the streets with a bloody face and talk to total strangers, and everybody's cool with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I witnessed that myself. It's Portland, baby. It is. But anyway, EDX, Rip well, City. Well worth the watch. Oh, my gosh. Great movie. Hell, yeah. I I dug it as well. I also when you guys told me about it, all I remembered was the title. Not that Nicolas Cage was in it, or that it was set in Portland, or that it was like a John Wick style. See, I resent vengeance. that description. You don't think so? I mean, at its surface, it sounds like John Wick, but there's there's nothing there's nothing John Wick about it beyond the fact that someone takes his prize pig. All right, let's just cut this whole spoiler out. <laughs> All right, so my first check-in is going to be a movie that was recommended to me by your boy Mark, Marco. Rest in peace. (laughs) You're supposed to say, fuck that guy. I don't say that anymore. Not under the circumstances. Okay. Uh, It's called America, the Motion Picture, and it's from 2021. If you like a historical parody and the animation style of Matt Thompson, uh, co-creator of Archer, then you'll probably like this featuring the voice casts or the voices of Channing Tatum, Killer Mike, Judy Greer, Bobby Moynihan and more. So it's the it's it's animated just like Archer and is like a drunk history style um, parody of historical events. However, it's very anachronistic in that we have figures from various time periods interacting with each other a la Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Gotcha. Bringing it back full circle. Wow. Nice. Well done. Next up, what do you got, Chelsea? This is from 1983, and it's part of the In Search of Darkness giant list. Uh, I watched Psycho 2. Psycho 2. Yeah. Um, Nacho Mama's Psycho. Uh, so I've never seen the sequel. Tell me about it. It's Anthony Perkins shows back up, right? It's actually pretty good. They were smart about it. Okay. They sort of kept you guessing, but in a different sort of way. I don't. Yeah. And they cast Norman in a sympathetic kind of way, which I thought was kind of a really neat approach. Yeah. Because how you feel after the first one, you have a perception. Offhand, how many sequels do you think there are to Psycho? I think there might be it might be up to four. And Anthony Perkins has hung on yeah, well, for Anthony, dear life to that franchise. If I'm not mistaken, Anthony Perkins directs the third one. Okay. Fair enough. All right. So uh, you were pleasantly surprised. Yeah, I really liked it. Gotcha. I think you should watch it. Not unpleasantly surprised like you were when you saw the first Psycho. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. There's a reaction <laughs> video on our YouTube page. There's documentation. <laughs> Sean, your next check-in. All right. Get ready to feel good. I am checking in uh, 2021's Sam and Maddie Make a Zombie Movie. Sam and Maddie. Is that M-A-D-D or M-A-T-T-I-E? Okay. Two girls? Two guys. Two guys. Okay. This is a documentary shot by the brother of... I can't remember if it's Sam. Sam. You have two Down Syndrome boys who are best friends for life. And they live in Rhode Island, and they want to make a movie called Spring Break Zombie Massacre. Oh, hell yeah. 
right? Am I right? Oh, Brang, yeah. Bright. And it, it's, it's heartwarming. It's touching. You see these genuinely sweet people trying to make a movie. And one of them's brother, who is a documentarian out of New York, he's got connections. Uh, one of the Fairley brothers is a producer on this documentary. Mm-hmm. Uh, they meet um, Polly D from Jersey Shore. No, who's one of their one of their one of their heroes? And I gotta say, that's a bad situation. No, it's no. not. And I get your joke, but no, Polly D was great. He, I, you know, respect to him for participating. And someone else famous is in this. Conan O'Brien. Oh, Conan O'Brien has them on the, on his show to talk about it. Um, they get their crowdfunding to make the movie, and this is a documentary about the process, and I loved it. It was so right good. On. Remind me of the title one more time. Sam and Maddie make a zombie movie. All right. Sounds good. My next check-in is going to be number 194. It's called How It Ends from 2021. A loner treks across L.A. with her meta former self, or younger self, Y.S., to attend an apocalypse party, meeting a wide variety of characters along the way. Directed by and starring Zoe Lister-Jones, with cameos from almost every comic in the game. Now, let me just list a few of the people who appear in cameos in this movie. Zoe Lister-Jones, Whitney Cummings, Tawny Newsom, Finn Wolford, Logan Marshall Green, Nick Kroll, Bobby Lee, Fred Armisen, Glenn Howerton, Bradley Whitford, Sharon Van Etten, Olivia Wilde, Lamorne Morris, Jesus. Rob Hubel, Paul Shear, Helen t- Hunt, Colin Hanks, Charlie Day, Mary Elizabeth Ellis, and Polly Shore. And I know some of those aren't comics, some of them are just straight up actors, some of them are musicians, but it was incredible. And uh, that that director who also starred in the film uh, also did a previous a previous movie um, that I need to check out. Chelsea, you're up. Your my final last check in. Yeah, my last check in is from 1985. It's also part of the In Search of Darkness list. Yes. Uh, Day of the Dead. Okay, first time. Yeah. Um, the special effects are really really neat. Yeah. The plot was kind of dumb but it sort of comes together in the end but it's still kind of dumb but the the makeup and the special effects are fucking awesome Mm -hmm. sean your opinion on the original day of the dead um same the special effects are fantastic Mm -hmm. and the storyline has been retconned by other shows and done much better okay um you know the brute military versus the heady scientists um I thought I thought the uh, I thought the effects were great. That opening shot with her dream or yeah. daydream, I guess, as it were, of the hands piercing the brick wall together nice. at the same time, very uh, very effective. Very good. And what's your your final check in for this week, sir? My final check in is going to be um, River. <laughs> this is a film from 2021. It is a low budget, I would assume, independent film set in North Carolina about a young girl who has issues um she keeps waking up in strange places and yeah. with lost time and lost memory um turns out it's aliens oh no but uh the, the cinematography is gorgeous the dialogue is very stilted overuse of voiceover to explain what we can already 
dissect for ourselves as an audience. And I swear to God, I thought you were just saying over to you. Like you stopped in mid sentence. You're like, over to you. <laughs> but um, it's, I, I, you know, I'm an advocate for female directed films and, especially yeah, and, and independent films. I'm a proponent. I'm curious to see what this director comes up with next because it looks beautiful, but there's some uh, acting and directing things that need work. Gotcha. A little bit of, uh, a little bit of, uh, diamond in the rough, perhaps. Absolutely. Very, very well shot. Pretty. All right, cool. My final check-in. I did them out of order for some reason. My final check-in is going to be a movie from A24. Whooped. Uh, it's called Zola. This is 192 for me. It's from 2020, but just, just now is like available to actually watch. A waitress agrees to go dance for a night in Tampa to earn extra money. And by dance, we mean exotically dance. Okay. She soon discovers that she's in for way more than she signed up for. Based on real tweets over a 48 hour period by at Zola, co-starring my girl, Riley Keough. I want to see this based on your review. Yeah, it's good. And uh, I don't want to say any more. There is some very brutal shit, though. Just keep that in mind. A24 has kicked it into gear. And yeah. also uh, premiering today, Green Night. Green Night, yeah. So we've got another beer opened. Uh, we pulled a beer from our fellow state brewer, River Dog, out of uh, Charleston, right? No, no, no. They're down in the uh, in the uh, Beaufort area. Ridgeland. Yeah. Ridgeland, yeah. yeah okay. They're down that way. Um, this is their hazy IPA. What's it called, Travis? It is called Operation Jackpot Hazy IPA. And describe that label to them. So the cover art right here at the front, we've got a man on a uh, riverboat. And he's pulling in with a pole these crates or bales of what look like bales of uh, the wacky tabacky. But they're actually hops because they're labeled Citra mosaic simcoe and i can't quite read the last one that's up there by the airplane the uh cessna that is dropping off these packages <laughs> well air america out. action there. yes it's just like air america and i think it's great i do want to try the beer though i can deal with it yeah this was canned in early june i was afraid it might be a little long in the tooth but it's pretty decent yeah it's uh, very similar to Seminars, that's SeminarBrewing.com, uh, Seminars Pixels, but slightly sweeter, I would say. Yeah, I would agree. It's got a malt sweetness to it. All right. Are we done with the 2021 movie marathon? We are done. That brings us to the second part of our feature segment. Woo, woo. The recast continued. And we're talking about a movie here. <laughs> Am I wrong? I was going to do the part two, but go ahead. Oh, uh, <laughs> we're talking about a movie here that I have not seen since it came out on VHS. Okay. Have either of you seen it since then? Did you rewatch it? <clears throat> not- I have not seen it since I saw it in the movie theater. Okay. Chelsea? I haven't seen it like recently, but. You've seen it. Within the past five, five years, years. I, don't I would say. I going to say five. Uh, did you know that they made a TV show out of this? Yes. And the poster for the TV show is a 
perfect <laughs> re uh, reenactment of the original poster, except with a different dude. The dog looks like the same dog. Um, Reginald Van Johnson reprises his role in that TV show. Bell Johnson. Oh, oh. Don't worry, you're gonna I had conviction in it gonna, too. You're gonna scoff at me later. Turner and Hooch from 1989, directed by Roger Spottiswood. Whoa, that's pretty good. His last name is Spottiswood. Uh, it's got a 52% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, it needs to be way higher. Well, it's better than uh, K-9 with James Belushi. <laughs> you, have a, you have a thing? Oh, I want to also comment that this took five people to write the screenplay. <laughs> five. Really? Five people wrote this fucking screenplay. It's just a buddy cop comedy where one of the cops is a dog. Five. And you don't have to write any lines for the and dog. Took, and it took two people to write the original story. Holy oh moly. Uh, so... Scott Turner has three days left in the local police department before he moves to a bigger city to get some, quote, real cases, not just misdemeanors. When his friend Amos Reed, played by John McIntyre, 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 the proprietor of a junkyard, is killed. Turner reluctantly inherits the man's dog. Realizing that the canine may be able to help him solve the murder case, Turner attempts to adjust to life with the big dog. Big dog, woo. Resulting in much household destruction and unwelcome chaos. Oh, yeah. I remember the slobber. I remember the shredded sofa. Yes. Oh, yeah. Don't eat the car. You know, Hooch was the model for that Red Dog beer that we were talking earlier. Oh, yeah? No. That was... <laughs> I think that Red Dog was like the... It was somewhere in the same family as Southpaw. Yeah, it was... Southpaw, like Ice House and Southpaw and Red Dog. I think they were all like... Slightly lower price than your premium beers like Budweiser or... Regardless, terrible, don't drink it. (laughs) Spit it out. Spit it out. Is it even still being made? No, I don't think so. Dana, do they make Red Dog? It's spelled (laughs) (laughs) D-A-W-G. All right, so any other further thoughts on Turner and Hooch before we get to the roles we're going to recast? No. No. All right, so first we've got Scott Turner, the um, aspiring police officer who wants to move to a bigger town, played by Odom Shank. I mean, Tom Hanks, uh, who was 33 at the time. 33 years old, Tom Hanks. Then we've got Emily Carson, his love interest, his live-in girlfriend, uh, played by Mayor Winningham. Um, The mayor of what town? Winningham. My my autocorrect wanted it to be winning space ham. <laughs> uh, then we've got uh, Chief Hyde, played by Craig T. Nelson, coach. Yes. Right? Walter, guys, damn it. No, he's coach. He's coach. He's yeah, fucking not, coach. Not to me. He was 45 at the time. And then finally, we've got David Sutton, played by Reginald Vell Johnson, who was 37 at the time. And people would know him as the dad from Family Matters, as well as the cop from Die Hard. Thank you. So he's just not acknowledging TV shows. No, I, I, I'm, I am of a generation that those that you mentioned or just uh-huh. kind of, I was right on there the were, cutoff there line. were prerequisites I remember them being on I just never yes. watched them so we got uh, Scott Turner who do you got Chelsea my actor is my favorite cop on television yeah. well used to be on television 
Was he on NYPD Blue? No. Nine Nine. He yes. is from Mindhunter. Oh. So detective. Yeah. I went with Jonathan Groff. Yeah, he's good. Oh, I love him. I'm he's... so pissed that it's not coming back. Yeah, that's well. It's on hiatus. It... They, it's in, on an indefinite hiatus, yes. which means it's probably, it's probably not coming done. back unless there's a major fan movement slash petition. Right. So get out there, chop shoppers, and bring back Mindhunter. <laughs> All right, over to you, Sean. Who's your pick? All right, so I'm recasting this as if Edgar Wright directed it as one of those British comedy films in the Shaun of the Dead kind of lineage. Uh Uh-huh. All right. So I'm casting a 32-year-old actor who has come into his own. He was in uh, Harry Potter. Mm -hmm. He was in Me Before You. Yeah. And he was in that movie that we really, really liked not too long ago, Baby Done. Mm-hmm. I went with Matthew Lewis. Okay, Matthew Lewis. Right on. And you said he was in the Harry Potter franchise? Yeah, he yeah, was Neville. Neville. Okay. But he, but he grew up all cute and sexy. He's but not, adorable. But he still retains a little bit of that goofiness yeah. that Tom Hanks has. I, um, I have a Harry Potter alumnus later. Okay. And so my pick for the role of Scott Turner, originally portrayed by Tom Hanks, who was 33 at the time, is also 33. He was in a movie called Bad Education. He was in a movie called Fresh Meat. And he's in the upcoming or currently released Jungle Cruise. His name is Jack Whitehall. Jack Whitehall. And I think he's got a little Hanks in him. A little bit, yeah. Yeah? And he's also British, Sean. Nice. All right, next up, we've got Emily Carson, played by Mayor Winningham, and she was 30 at the time. Chelsea, who did you think about for this? So when you say the name Tom Hanks, everybody just thinks of their dad. Your heart gets all warm and fuzzy. Like, he's just super iconic, right? I couldn't find... pumpkins. (laughs) Yeah. I couldn't find anybody that fit that bill to recast as him, but I did find one that fit this character. So my actress was in The Hunger Games, Silver Linings Playbook. I went with Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She kind of invokes that same, same thing. I gotcha. And she's a little bit older, right? Just a touch, mm-hmm. not not terribly. All right, fair enough. Over to you, Sean. Um, I went with an actress, uh, she's 30 years old. Uh, She's currently going in post-production on a film called Those Who Wander. And this is not my theme. I mentioned that it was just a uh, Edgar Wright thing. She was also in the Harry Potter films as Ginny Weasley. I went with Bonnie Wright. Okay. All right. Gotcha. I can see that. She's a ginger. She has a little mare winning. Yeah, she, I think she does. I think, I think they're right. Um, my actress is 30 now. She was in a movie called Who Killed Nelson Nutmeg? The Sea. My Dad is Scrooge. And all of the Harry Potter films as Ginny Weasley. Her name is Bonnie Wright. What the hell? Bonnie nice. Wright. Am I right or am I right? What are the odds? Am I right or am I right? All right. Ginny Wright. <laughs> it is all right, all Bonnie right, Wright. right. Bonnie Wright, Ginny Weasley. Next up, we've got my masterpiece pick. Mm-hmm. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell you until after you guys tell me yours, because you're just gonna be blown away i'm gonna go last because you won't want to follow this, you always okay? go last so. i know but i'm so excited about it i almost wanted to go first but you're not going to want to follow this because it's amazing so our next role is chief hyde 
We're not going to reveal anything about his character arc. Uh, played by Craig T. Nelson. Nelson. Ha <laughs> ha. Uh, who was 45 at the time, 45 years old. And Chelsea, who was your pick? So Craig T. Nelson will forever and always be coach to coach. me. And I went on this really long tangent to Sean this morning about it. And he kind of laughed at me. And well, so I recast this as somebody who could fill the shoes of coach. Yeah. I went with David Harbour. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I saw him in like two movies recently. Black Widow. He, yeah, he's in that, and he's also in something else that very recently. He's he's cranking them out, man. He's got a he's an A lister now. Mm-hmm. Over to you, Sean. Um, I went with a forty-five-year-old actor still doing the Edgar Wright theme. Mm-hmm. Like Joey Poole says, still reminding you about my theme. <laughs> That's an actual. Pretty good Jay Poo impression. Thank you, thank you. That's for you, Joey. You've been working on it. No, that came out of nowhere. Uh, that shit came off the top of my fucking head, y'all. Anywho's, he was in Star Trek Into Darkness, The Imitation Game, Sherlock and Doctor Strange, with Benedict Cumbersnatch. Oh, I don't like him. Well, too bad. What is your problem with um, Benedict Cucumbersnatch? No, I'm not going to say it on the podcast. I'll tell you after. Okay. All right, so are you guys ready? Please. Yeah, I don't think I'm you dying. Are. I need to know. Uh, you, I don't know if you're ready to know. I'm ready. All right, well, my actor, he's a little bit older. He's 52 now. He was in The House. He was in Hell Baby. He was in the feature film version of Baywatch. And he was also a founding member of the comedy troupe Human Giant. His name is Rob Hubel. Rob Hubel is my Craig T. Nelson. And why is is that blowing my mind? It's uncanny, dude. Look pretty similar. Oh, I don't see it. You don't see the face value in this? Rob Hubel, uh, you're just you're just yanking my crank, dude. I liked it a lot. I thought it was fucking excellent. Yeah. And Sean's wrong. Two against one. (laughs) (laughs) You lose. All Mm. right. So we got one more, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And this is the role of David Sutton. And he was played by Reginald Vell Johnson, who was 37 at the time. And Chelsea, who was your pick for this? (laughs) Reginald Van Wilder. Jean-Reggie Van Damme. (laughs) Um... My actor was in Get Out, Us, yes, some other stuff. I went with Jordan Peele. Hell yeah. Well, he wasn't in those. He directed he them. Made sorry. Those movies. Yeah, he did. Yes. And they're awesome. He's great. Um, if you like those movies, check out his new stuff that's coming out. And also, go back and watch Key and Peele. So even, funny. Or even the seasons where he and Keegan Michael Key were on Mad TV. I'm plugging a show from 20 years ago, you guys. Over to you, Chelsea. I already went. You went. Go ahead, Sean. Sorry. Keeping in mind my Edgar Wright thing. Now you're going into Charles Barkley. (laughs) No, I can't even do it now. It was was lightning in a bottle. So keeping in mind my Edgar Wright theme, uh, this actor is 51 years old. He can be seen in Pirates of the Caribbean, Mm -hmm. Zack Snyder's Justice League, Mm -hmm. Underworld, but everyone would know him from Snatch as Vinny. I went with Robbie G. Okay. Nice. Yeah, yeah, okay. And you're keeping with your British theme. Yeah. Right? Okay. All right, well, I have a disclaimer for my pick. 
when I was thinking about it, and granted I was also doing other things, it got flip-flopped in my mind that instead of the dad from Family Matters, the dad from Fresh Prince. Oh no. (laughs) So I picked an actor who's 49 now. He was in Silver Spoons, In the House, America's Funniest Videos, and The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I went with Alfonso Ribeiro. Alfonso Ribeiro? I don't like it. You don't like him or you don't like the pick? I don't like him. Okay. Well, it's not unusual to be look, loved by the anyone. The guy tried to sue the game makers of Fortnite. You realize this is a hypothetical podcast, right? Because, well, no, but I'm just saying for anyone who doesn't know, he tried to sue the game. Because they were doing the Carlton. They were doing the, the Carlton, and he claims that he has rights to that dance. It is his intellectual property. Is it? I think it is. I don't know. Look at that contract. He got paid for that. Okay. All right, well, that's my pick for the role of David Sutton. No, it's shit. Final thoughts on Turner Turner and Hooch. Everybody should watch it. Who got the Hooch? I realize now the dog's name was Hooch that my theme for my recast should have been actors who had DUIs. Oh. (laughs) Hoochie coochie. (laughs) All right, so with that, we're going to go into our bonus segment. Are you guys ready? Yes. Mm-hmm. The bonus segment. Yes. Ready. It's going to be. It's a dog fight. It's a dog fight. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And it's going to be a battle royale between the following fictional bad dogs. Who do you pick? Zoltan from Zoltan, Hound of Dracula, versus Zul and Vins from Ghostbusters, or Cujo from Cujo. Chelsea, you go first. Shit, I fucking picked Cujo. That dog scared the shit out of me. I'm picking Travis Zool. Zool. I mean, seriously. They're not even really dogs. They're like demonic gargoyles. But even, even so, I mean, D. Williams beat Cujo. How did the other dog die? Are you talking about the uh, Dracula dog? Yeah. I mean, he can't die. He's undead. But Sunlight? Uh, I mean, maybe I've never seen I've never seen Dracula's dog. Okay, so I'm going with I'm going with Zool. All right, well, I just for the sake of argument, I'm going to go with Zoltan, Zoltan, Hound of Dracula, and that's going to wrap us up today, guys. Good job, everybody. Good job. Good job. Good Got boy. yourselves on the back. Good girl. Good boy. Get some scritches, dojo. I want to thank you, Chelsea. For doing what you do, regulating and all that. You're welcome. Anything you want to plug right now? Trivia. Trivia will be back this coming Wednesday. Um, Also, and uh, I want to thank you, my co-host and co-producer, the engineer of this uh, incredible debacle that we just keep doing. (laughs) Uh, Sean, the brew boss, anything you want to plug, sir? Two things. One, we should have a special guest next week. Yes, we will. To be uh, disclosed later. I think okay. that we, we kind of spoiled it at one point. Maybe if you nobody listen, knows. If nobody you listen knows. to the, uh, the, yeah. the watch party. Yeah. And second, uh, Seminar Brewing. That's SeminarBrewing.com. Dot com. Has a new kitchen in place. Mm-hmm. So check it out. It's uh, a starter menu. Yeah, it's a, it's a limited menu, but anything that you 
like need is on there yeah yeah it's good stuff and yeah. uh, well produced and well executed i'm loving those fries the fries are awesome yes also the beer cheese the beer cheese is dank uh shout out to danny for that friend of the show friend of us all right so uh do you know what next week's episode is yeah we're doing buried treasure movies no it's treasure hunter movies treasure hunter movies it was originally buried treasure but i changed it to treasure hunter because the two films are the tre- the treasure's not buried treasure hunter treasure. movies it's a national treasure i love saying it that way uh so i do have a sneak preview trivia question for next week's uh edition of trivia that deals with the theme of next week's episode of this podcast. And Chelsea, I'm looking at you for this one. Oh God. In the film, The Jewel of the Nile, to what does the title phrase refer? I'm like blank right now. It's okay. So Sean, any ideas? Did you watch Um, this one? I have not seen this since it came out, so I am completely in the dark. So here's the... Here's the switcher. Is it like a Maltese Falcon where it's not what it's supposed it to be? Is. Yeah. It is like that. Okay. It's actually a person. It's a okay. holy man who's uh, being persecuted by the uh, rich Arab people. He is the jewel, the of, jewel the of the Nile. Yes. yes. Got it. With that, we want to plug the podcast itself. Please rate, review, and subscribe to us on all of your podcatcher apps. We are hosted online on Podbean. We're Cinema Chop Shop on there. We are at Cinema Chop Shop on Twitter. We are Cinema Chop Shop on Facebook and Gmail. Also, the beers that we checked in today, we'll check them in on Untapped. That is U-N-T-A-P-P-D. And we are on there at Cinema Chop Shop. And also, at, at least as of last check, the audio versions of these yeah, episodes are uploading to YouTube with the picture from the episode, yeah, right? Yeah, one of them didn't upload, and I wonder if yeah. it was because of uh, just either. something I said. Probably Maybe something I said. A copyright violation. Yeah. Uh, so with that, we're gonna say farewell. Thank you to you, the listeners. Don't forget to get that vax and otherwise social distance and wear a mask. Um, fuck Michael Vick. Yeah. And please remember to watch, watch chop retrofit. retrofit. Sit, Ubu, sit. Good dog. <laughs> oh, oh.